Hi gang, Jim Sterling here, your old friend. Uh, the following broadcast, that sounds quite professional, doesn't it? The following broadcast is a compilation of five separate recordings that were made by myself and Conrad Zimmerman of the Spin-Off Doctors and Fist Shark Marketing fame, uh, discussing each of the press conferences of E3 2016. Uh, after each press conference, we got together, recorded our thoughts, and I put those thoughts in a video on YouTube. Well, five separate videos on YouTube. That's why... In this recording, we say hello and goodbye five times because they were originally intended as five separate pieces of audio, uh, which you can watch on YouTube if you want. Uh, otherwise, some people did want this. They wanted uh, a podcast version, and here we are. I've smushed all five of the recordings together, and if you, again, if you wonder why we say goodbye and hello all the time, that's because they were originally separate recordings. Uh, put together for your enjoyment and your listening convenience. Uh, you're not really missing anything. I only played just all the general trailers and shit over our audio on the videos anyway. So if you prefer just a long-form thoughts, a long-form thoughts, that was shit. But you know what? I've been recording for long enough that I'm just going to leave it in. So enjoy! <laughs> Welcome to the first E3 Impressions video of this year. We did them last year. We did them, I say we as if it was other, as if I've got a team. It's me on my own in my underpants uh, just doing shit for no one's interest. Um, but last year I did um, a video a day with all the press conferences that happened that day. Uh, this year I'm going to do one after every press conference, just if you're interested. You don't have to watch it if you don't fucking care. Also, I'm joined by Conrad Zimmerman. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. I'm good. I just watched an hour of sports and war. So sports and war. Sports and war. So E3's press conference, I... Didn't enunciate that well at all. E3's press conference. EA. EA's E3 E3's, press conference. E3's EA. <laughs> P- play. Pl- the power of play. I've I got to stay away from the my microphone. The pop filter is not very good if I'm going the power of play or the time. Power of play all the time. Uh, so the power of play. EA play. That was their not E3 press conference, I suppose. But it was their fucking E3 press conference. Well, they can't. they can't, you know save all the money on you know getting the hype around e3 while not being a part of e3 by buying booth space if they say it's their e3 press conference exactly but it was their e3 press conference it just wrapped up we just watched an hour of sports and war um andrew wilson there talking to us about play talking bollocks oh my god and and when he came out on the stage like he my first thought was like this is what the the this is what Skynet thinks humans think looks he's, human. He's not a real man. No, he's a robot. I no. thought that last year. Um, I was calling him Andrew Tron three thousand, which I thought was funny, and then you fucking came along and had something even better. Android Wilson, that's his name now. Android Wilson, that's fantastic. So I'm stealing that. Okay, um, next it's all yours. year I'm gonna use it, and everyone will have forgotten about this video. Yeah, right and you'll be everyone will be all like, "Oh, Jim, you're so witty and fun," and I'll sit seething in a corner, <laughs> planning your demise. Yeah, that's that'll so. Happen. Did you like it or not? <laughs> not. I mean, it's fine. The thing with uh, EA is that they are a behemoth company and they had a little something for, um, hardly anyone. 
right? Unless you like war or sports. And the sports, I saw a lot of people on Twitter complaining like, oh, who cares about all the sports thing? Well, the investors do. The sports make oh, yeah. all the money. It's and- important it's there. I, I will make fun of it. I will talk about how bored I am and how it's piss break time. Yeah. Um, and how the, you know, a lot of people in the audience are up. I did one uh, tweet that was like, you know, the EA executives are playing Battlefield 1 backstage laughing at all the chumps in the audience because <laughs> they're watching FIFA. And that upsets some people. They're like, oh, yeah, well, they've got to talk about FIFA. It's important. It's not like it makes millions of dollars. No, no, no. It is important that it's there. It is huge. But it's also funny to take the piss out of it because there's so much football. But they had meat and they had a real direction with the sports stuff this time that I think is is something worth acknowledging. They're doing Madden. Skip Madden. Don't give a fuck. But the FIFA stuff seems interesting. Well, I think the idea of pursuing uh, esports with their sports products is something that could be absolutely huge if they're willing to put the resources and the energy behind doing it. Uh, I I don't know that it's going to be league big. Sure. That's probably not going to happen, but it can make them some good money. And, and, and in markets that league probably isn't as successful in, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. having FIFA, to, to get into that would be enormous. So I think that's going to be more interesting than people are, are giving it credit for. Yeah, I mean, it it still won't interest me, ever. Yeah, yeah. But it is interesting for, for different people. Well, speaking of things that are of no interest to me, uh, uh-huh, the Star uh-huh. Wars announcements were... Uh, I liked, I loved that whole presentation because it was basically. I mean, I'll I'll do the entire presentation. I'll do it quicker than they did because you can only you can sum it up really quick. Their entire presentation was Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. May the Force be with you. Bye. That was basically their whole Star Wars bit. There's, a, there's, a, but there were a little, little bits of additional information. I mean, Visceral and Respawn doing Star Wars games. It could be really, really good. Oh, yeah. I mean, potentially really good. Potentially. Yeah. I, I love Visceral as a studio. Them working on them working on a Star Wars game makes me feel good because I am still still certain if EA is going to shit can another developer, which they love to do, like Visceral's on the chopping block. So I agree. I, I really hope they can knock it out of the park with a Star Wars game. If, if that fails, then definitely uh, Android Wilson is going to find more more human flesh that he can grind into an <laughs> orgo vita paste to f- sustain his rubbery body um, but yeah it's they showed like I think a collective 10 seconds of footage of whatever game they're working on everyone on Twitter fucking spunking their jeans over it saying this looks um, someone was like yes this is the Star Wars game I'm looking for how the fuck do you know that it was a dude walking out a door is that mm-hmm. what Star Wars is? Just just dudes walking out of doors. We don't know what that's going to be like yet. I do hope it's good. Uh, I, I remember the first trailers for Force Unleashed too. Do you remember how mind fucking blowing those were? Well, there you go. yes, yes, I do. Do you remember yeah. the game that resulted after uh-huh. those trailers? Yeah, not a, not a terrible game. Not a it, bad game. But... It did not set the world on fire. Uh-uh, uh-uh. No, no, uh-uh. so you know, I keep it guarded. You know, some call me a miserable bastard, but I prefer to be... If I'm a miserable bastard, I can only have my expectations go up from there. Yes. I can only be impressed. Um, So, yeah, that was Star Wars. Star Wars Battlefront, 
2, I don't know what they're going to call it, Star Wars Battlefront, the next one. Uh, they could just call it Complete Edition, because it sounds like they're going to actually finish this one and not bring it out in early access like they did with the last one. Right. So that would be cool. Uh, Jade Raymond was on stage, uh, and she was... Um, you know, she mentioned they're listening to feedback and everything on that, which is basically a... It's a very EA way of saying, yeah, we didn't finish the last one, and we might finish this one if you're lucky. So, cool. Star yeah. Wars. Star Wars. Titanfall. Titanfall 2. Um, Titanfall 2 saw my best Twitter goof so far. Oh, yeah. Three, um, when they... Um, what's his face? Is his Ampella came out and uh, was all... Oh, we're finally going to have a single-player campaign in Titanfall. It's going to be single-player in Titanfall 2. And I said, this was really funny, I said, what do you mean? The first Titanfall had a single-player. You just had to log on a month after launch. (laughs) 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 I I, I was having, uh, during the Titanfall trailer, I was in a bit of a fugue state. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and I had my, my just sort of automatic reflex reaction to watching streaming video and an ad comes on, which was to look away (laughs) and look at something on the other screen while I waited for the ad to end. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is what I'm supposed to be watching. This is why I'm here. (laughs) I'm supposed to be watching. So now, and then my video player did it. Did they show two different Titanfall videos? Yes. Okay, good. Because I, like... I watched the first one and it ended and I was like, okay, cool. That's fine. The first and one they looked, start... it was just Titanfall. It was all explosions and robots and looked, you know, bigger, better, better Titanfall. Okay. To be expected stuff. See, because here's the funny cool, thing but... about it. They start talking about it and I assume they talked about it for a little bit and then they showed another video. Yeah. But my player like wigged out on me briefly and I dropped the stream for a moment. And when I came back up, I was seeing the end of that second video footage reel and I honestly couldn't tell if something had gone wrong and I just seeked backwards on the, the, the recording of the live stream and I missed something. I was very confused for a brief moment. Um, ah, well, no, they showed the story trailer in which we learned that the Titans are apparently alive. Oh, okay. The Titan, at least that's what I could tell from like what I was seeing. The, tri- the, the Titan was talking, like saying its job was to like do the mission and uh, protect the pilot and all this. Like, like, going out of its way to grab the pilot and save them and stuff. So Interesting. That Well, it, that's a new wrinkle into the whole... Well, it's a, it's a moral dilemma, because think of all the Titans that I blew up in Titanfall, the first one, like that for that week that I played it. It's a genocide. Like, you committed a genocide. What have I done? <laughs> that's, that is the human condition and morality... And all the other video game buzzwords. So that's interesting. There'll be a single player campaign. It looks like more Titanfall, which is fine. It'll be on sure. all the systems now, which means it should should sell well. Should do well. Um, the first one's big problem was it's not like it sold badly. And it's not like it was a bad game. I thought it was a great game. It's just it didn't keep us held. Like, mm-hmm. like public imagination. Like people are still talking about Overwatch right now and will continue to do so. Um, Whereas any, any discussion of Titanfall really had wrapped up by this point up. in Overwatch's yeah. lifespan. Yeah, yeah, easily. So hopefully they can like just keep our imagination hooked because the game's media was so like up Titanfall's arse. Um, really, really pushing it. And then they just dropped it. 
it, once it was out, just dropped, forgotten. Wasn't worth it. All of that, bro, have you seen Titanfall thing? Just, just got irrelevant, irrelevant game. Uh, and I can see people doing it again. Like I, I've been watching people on the on the Twitters, the the games media folks, all Titanfall, Titanfall, all excited. It's like, yeah, but you're gonna forget it again when it comes <laughs> out. Um, hope not. Uh, was there anything? I mean, apart there was from the Mass big Effect one, and, there was Mass Effect Andromeda. Mass Effect Andromeda. They didn't talk about which aliens you get to shag, so I didn't give a fuck. Yeah, uh, I mean, this, it, what they showed looked very pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, they they said a lot about how they've you know learned a lot of lessons from yeah, the development it's be of the first one now and, as well. And so that's great. I I am kind of uh, not. I it's fine. Mass Effect's more, <laughs> I have no compl- more, more Mass Effect is fine. I'm okay. not one of those people who are utterly enchanted with it. Would I shag Garrus? Sure, I'd shag Garrus. Who wouldn't shag Garrus? But the, that that said, it's not. I don't have a, a huge particular affection for it. I think it will be a great quality game in all likelihood. But we don't really, you know, we all we've seen are some pretty pictures, and and they are yeah. pretty. So that's oh, yeah. great. Um, fe, fe. Fe, 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 I think it was fi, fe, fo, fum, uh, um, fe, this was this year's let's find some awkwardly adorable nervous European developer and trot him out on stage where he might not belong because I give he looks eight really out of a upset. Ten. Eight out of ten, uh, they've had better adorable, they've had more adorable indies, uh, who were more awkward than him, but he did fine. Yeah, the game looks all right. Yeah, the game it's looks like, all right. No, it's, I, it's in that Ori in the Blind Forest kind of mode of, you, you know, know and, and cute me, thing. And me thing. being, you know, the indie trash that I am, uh, <laughs> it, it, I looked at it and I was like, oh, this is the thing that they stuck in here for me. That's that's sweet. That's <laughs> really nice. And and actually, I've been thinking, gosh, it sure has been a long time since I played like a, a PS1 era third person platformer adventure thing. And uh, sure, that'll do. Looks, looks, you know, looks what uh, we in the business when we like to uh, like use the overused words that games journalists use is uh, it looks charming, mm-hmm, looks mm-hmm. charming. Um, yeah, the EA Originals thing that's their other big deal. Like it's their, I guess, promise to scout out and find interesting indie games, or as I put it, find small devs, turn them into big devs, then close them down. Well, and it's the annual promise. Yes. I see this shit every year. Yeah, they always do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're committed to Indies. And then they'll, they'll put out one, and it'll be all right. God. There's, all right, so there's something we haven't covered. What was it? Mm. Oh, I don't know. Mm. Fear? No, that wasn't it. Uh, doom. <laughs> Not them. That's, that's I, later I tonight. I can't think of other... Go- <laughs> those are my two joke suggestions. Fear... <laughs> Fear, which is obscure enough as a thing to mention for a laugh, and then Doom, which isn't. Uh, Battlefield 1. Yeah, yeah. Battlefield 1. Yeah. Um, No two matches are ever the same. You never play the same match twice. They kept saying the same fucking sentence more than once, though. (laughs) They were really pushing that hard. And when EA pushes something that hard, I know it's fucking bollocks. This whole, oh, yeah, yeah, every Battlefield match you play will be completely different. It won't be. It won't be. You'll play Battlefield 1 matches that are similar to the other ones. Yeah, that's not... I mean, technically speaking, 
no one multiplayer match of anything is ever 100% exactly. the same. That's and that's the that's the bullshit that they can couch this in. Exactly. But it, it is exactly that. It is a pile of bullshit. There's they're going to feel the same to you because there's a limited number of maps and a limited number of strategies that you're going to get used to seeing and that's going to be the game. And that's okay. Chat that's what chess is. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't don't feed us a line of crap about how dynamic your game's going to feel. Right. But then that's EA for you. Like they they can't help it. Um, there's going to be microtransactions in that game, by the oh, way, they've already man. announced, and map packs, which they're now calling macrotransactions in this oh. kind of, like, weaselly, almost like we've always been at war with Eurasia kind of thing. Of If we call it macrotransactions, that makes it sound like microtransactions have been here all along. Oh. Because it's just... It's just macro and micro. They're just, it's two sides of the same coin. We've always had this coin. It's clever and it's shitty, but I see you, EA. I see you. Macro fucking transactions. But yeah, they're doing macro transactions and they're selling DLC map pack things this year for Battlefield 1. So look forward to that. Uh, otherwise, it looks, in, you know, it's, it's, it's a different setting. You know, um, one of the most horrific periods in human history. But hey. They're going to make it World War fun. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I think it's time though. I mean, it's oh it's, definitely. It's, I mean, I'm there's I'm, I'm, I'm being shitty, but it and, it's and got my attention. We don't we don't talk enough about World War One. We have World War Two coming out of every direction all yeah, the time. It's the most over saturated war, and it's and easy for to teach because it had a bad guy. Yeah. You could say these guys were good and those guys were bad. Whereas in World War One, it was like, there are all these people fighting and dying who really had no reason to be there. And around out the outside of them, all of these posh assholes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that I would love to see. I'd, it won't be, but I would love to see that explored in this game. Because World War One is, when you really look at it, is an infuriating fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is like, like it's an ang- like you should be angry about it when you learn about that whole bollocks, um, or at least watch Blackadder Goes Forth, which is a very funny show that was also incredibly poignant and, and made some amazing uh, uh, points about war in general. Um, but yeah, World War One. It's it is a very interesting setting. I would, but it's almost the setting that works better for say a Telltale game than a first person shooter, um, or certainly um, the. Uh, I've forgotten the fucking name of it now. Ubisoft's one, the the the, the platform Assassin's Creed with the dog. Um, oh, I'm gonna remember it as soon. I'm gonna have to Google it. If I put the video up and I haven't done it, I'll look. I'll, I'll just. I won't be able to sleep tonight. The one with the dog. Yeah, the one with the dog. Ubisoft World War One. I. I loved it. It made me cry. Oh, Valiant Hearts. Valiant Hearts. There we are. Yeah, it came up on Google just as you said it. Um, Valiant Hearts. You know that that's. That's a more appropriate place to explore World War One. However, I'm always up for giving something a chance. Yeah, I'm open-minded uh, yeah. where that's concerned. I think World War One is very complex, Certainly. and and so, and we've seen so often the the story of the soldier who's just you know the average guy in the middle of it all. And I don't know how much one World War is going to differ from the other World War from that perspective. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see uh, 
what they try to do to make the flavor of the World War One narrative uh, more than just its technology, which might just be where it lays. Yeah, could be. Um, but yeah, that that was that. I don't think we yeah. missed anything important. I think if, we hit all the If beats. we missed anything, it wasn't worth talking about no. as far as I'm fucking concerned. Uh, so that was EA Play. EA is not E3, but definitely an E3 press conference. Uh, it was all right. Yeah, it was. They've it was, done worse. There was n- nothing offensive about it. No, and... it, it was war and sports. Yeah, and and there was nothing about it that made me say, "Gosh darn, I'm gonna buy an EA game this year." There was stuff that I was like, "I'm sure this will make good entertainment that I might purchase." Yeah, pretty much. It was, it was a very worker day press conference. It, it yep. went up there, did its job, and then fucked off. So yeah, fine, fine, be that way. EA, see if we care. Um, we will be back later. We'll be discussing Bethesda's. I think that's the one up tonight. I think so, yeah. Yeah, Bethesda. So we'll have a video up um, sometime after Bethesda's one for that, and we'll be doing that pretty much for all the press conferences, um, which means I might have to reschedule a doctor's appointment, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Woke up in New York City. Yeah, that was quite good. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I'm yeah, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you just joined us, uh, we're discussing Bethesda's E3 showcase, or BE3, hashtag BE3 as they were calling it and we're of the opinion I think that it's pretty good yeah it's pretty good I mean the uh, I, I don't know what I, I didn't know what the expectation was going to be because last year was the first time Bethesda had done an E3 uh, press event and they basically just came out and said hi we're Bethesda we've got a huge dick would you like to see it thunk yeah, and, I and mean, we all it, saw that dick. It was it was impressive. very attractive. Yes. Pete Hines got his lad out for us all to see. Uh, yeah, I wanted me to stick a like like just whack a cocktail stick in it and give it a good old nibble. And so this year, I mean, it, it, it there that it were they weren't going to top that. No, no, but they still have the penis. Yes, and it still looks great. Like, they've been keeping it up. It's in good shape. I'd pop it over a campfire. Despite all the action it's received, seemingly disease-free. Eat it in the night. Times. (laughs) The the Twitter, uh, the Twitter snark died for like 40 minutes. Nobody could say anything. It's my favorite thing of E3. There's a spoiler for the Jimquisition for tomorrow morning. It's my favorite thing of E3. And halfway through, I was like, "I, I got nothing for this. I was relieved when Elder Scrolls Online came on. I'm like, right, okay, I can get some material out of this. But before then, I mean, they kicked off with Quake. Which, yeah, uh, that and that's and what they showed. I don't know what that was. That was I'm s- guessing it's it's Overwatch. <laughs> it's Overwatch, but Quake. It's, um, it was sizzle reel, whatever bullshit no, no, yeah fine it's, it looks character led which mm-hmm. is going it's clearly going to be the thing this generation it's it's this generation's you know brown military shooter is character based which i'll take that over brown military oh, shooter absolutely. any day of the week i i did a gym position not long ago praising that idea because the idea of hero based gameplay it's so versatile you can have that in a third person first person um, not necessarily shooters. Like you can do all sorts with this idea of very distinct characters as opposed to just sort of characterless classes. Um, so I'm interested in seeing how that would work in a 
in a, a quokey environment. A lot of people on um, Twitter were calling a free-to-play game, especially because they just mentioned PC. Um, I'm not... I think it's too early to tell for sure, but it, it could very... It's not an outlandish proposition. It could be a free-to-play game. I'm not sure if I'd have anything against that. Uh, there is a stigma with free-to-play games, but I'd, hell, I'd rather a good old honest free-to-play game than a 40 to $60 game that still has the microtransactions in them. So. Was it the last Quake free-to-play? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, I mentally checked out of Quake a long time ago. Like Quake Two was the last time I was into Quake. Like, I mean, it wasn't like a big deal release, but it, it was like almost like a browser-based thing. It was one version mm-hmm. of the release, I, I, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, there was. I, I seem to recall there was some free-to-play Quake not that long ago, uh, in the last like six, seven years. Right. But very no, well could have been. It, it, you know, but if they take the same care and attention. Uh, that they applied to Doom and applied that to Quake, I think that the result is going to be very promising. And they were yeah, very yeah. smart uh, in in being able. Well, I mean, I think I think they knew how do how good Doom was, mm-hmm. and they were very smart to be ready to give us Quake. Yeah, I think Doom definitely paved the way for this announcement. Yeah, um, someone on Twitter because I said that on Twitter, and someone was like, "Well, Quake was in development before that, so how well, could it?" Well, of course it, it was, the way? but they're I'm not like, stupid. Well, no, no. From a marketing perspective, it paved the way for this announcement. Yeah, we all got hyped up on the idea of like old school id shooters being good. Perfect time to announce Quake. Um, so I think that very well timed, very well. I mean, the whole thing, this this Doom, um, sorry, this id software revival thing i'm so into you know they 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 made a, a really good wolfenstein game uh, they made a fantastic doom game and if this quake one if they go for three for three i'm gonna be very excited then well, one day we might get a great rage game who knows well those were <laughs> let's slow down uh no but those were the games that i played when i played a lot of first person shooters and so it I identify really readily with them far more than I, I do any shooter since, and certainly mm-hmm. any any competitive multiplayer shooter. Sure. Uh, so th- yeah, th- there's a an opportunity that they're they're taking, and I I think if they continue to do it well, nothing no no problem. Um, what else was there? Fallout's got more DLC, whole ton of Fallout stuff. You can make things. You can do stuff. Uh, yeah, I was. I was. Things happening. Coming. I I have a season pass for Fallout Four. I haven't installed any of the DLC. Yeah. Haven't had my copy of the game in months. I loaned it to someone. So you know, I, yeah. I I guess I want to do all that stuff. But yeah, like I don't have know. time to go back yeah. to it. Like I I I'd love to check it out, but it, it all looks good. But you know, and then and then they got uh, what's that the. Uh, Pray. Pray, yes. Um, I am excited and disappointed about Prey. I am excited with this new game they've shown us, this idea of a, you know, clearly some, but you clearly miss, a shooter. You miss like Prey 2. You want the I game that Prey was two. promised. Yeah. Yes. I, I think this new one looks very interesting. Psychological horror, sci-fi, some shooting. Looks really promising. Um, I, I, I could do with another sci-fi horror. Yep. You know, it's been a long time since I've had something with, say, the flavor of a Dead Space. But the yeah, more... Yeah, like a Dead Space oh, 2, maybe. Yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> um, but the more opened up 
citywide Blade Runner style bounty hunter thing. Um, one of the few E3s I ever attended before I got sick of the idea. Um, one of the first things I ever saw was uh, Bethesda um, presentation, and they showed us Prey Two, and I never forgot the demo because it looked so fucking cool. You know, all these different weird aliens and stuff. Like it was kind of almost reminiscent of the. It was like a cross between the underworld um, stuff from Star Wars with that Blade Runner kind of dark, grimy, uh, sci-fi, urban look. Um, So it looked really interesting. It was ticking so many boxes, but of course that was the the last time anyone saw hide or hair of it. So it's very interesting that they've just done away with the idea of Prey 2 and and now we have Prey uh, again but completely different from the first Prey, which wasn't that long. Like, Doom, I get. It's been so long since Doom was Doom, but Prey to nothing and then Prey again. Like, it's it's an odd move. It's an odd move. Yeah, it's it's interesting, and it is so totally different, but it, it has been a pretty long time since Prey in, in the scope of things. I mean, that was an early... Uh, an early title in the last console generation. It I, was, it was. Not yeah. to say that reboots are something we should be doing a lot of, but I think by eliminating Prey 2 and just going from that Prey to this Prey, they can establish this as a an iterative one-off sci-fi series. Yeah. Which I yeah. I would like to see more studios approach that. I like, you know, a, a Final Fantasy. There's no fun there's nothing else like Final Fantasy out there. Uh, that's as good as being every iteration of this series is different, but they all share thematic yeah. elements. Yeah. Why don't Bioshock, we have that? Bioshock tried to go in that direction with Infinite, but it kind of... But it had the weight of Bioshock 2. Bioshock 2 kind of scuppered that idea. Yeah, it kind of... So it's it just made Bioshock Infinite almost an outlier. Um, but I could see what they were trying to do with it. But No, I'm really into that. I like the idea of more games that are, uh, are more... They, they share the same name, but yeah. the, the stories and universes are very different just with, with similar strands running through them. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I am excited about it. I, I, I like the, the, the fact that someone on Twitter said that they stole the enemies from that uh, XCOM first-person shooter that never happened. <laughs> um, just the smoky black things going around. Fuck it, if it XCOM wasn't using it properly, so just let these guys have it. Pray... Yeah, cool, cool. Um, Elder Scrolls Legends, are they calling it? The card game? Yeah, I think that's yeah. right. Yeah, Half-Fire Stone. That's Can't. the fourth time I've made that joke this evening. I ain't going to stop making it. Can't be made to care. I, yeah. I understand that the genre is uh, the hottest thing in uh, money-making ventures for this industry. For I'm, sure. I'm glad that they have it. I played Magic the Gathering in 1993 through 1996, and thousands of dollars later, I learned my lesson, (laughs) and I don't do that anymore. So um, if you love it, God love you. Keep on keeping that economy churning. We really appreciate it, the rest of us here. But. Yeah, that's pretty much my view of it. It's it's not for me. I don't begrudge its existence. It's not for me. They had, they di- I didn't dream it. They did have some sort of MOBA like thing last year, didn't they? Like it was called Battle Cry or something. 
That was them, wasn't it? Was that them? That's because it was it it wasn't this here this year. Oh, I, I'm trying. Battle I, Cry. I'm yeah, looking, I'm looking up it up right too. Fucking now. Battle Cry Bethesda. Yeah. Um, Battle, Battle Cry Bethesda cancelled was one of the first uh, ah. results on Google, but it it isn't. It doesn't look cancelled. Initial release date twenty fifteen. <laughs> um. Yeah, it was that some free-to-play combat mobile-looking thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, Bethesda has concerns about Battlecry and is evaluating it. That was uh, okay. That was October, so that didn't last very long. Well, let's just let's just assume that's dead then. Um, I think it that's didn't safe, come up. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess they just want us to forget it ever happened. Fair enough. Uh, what else was there? The Elder Scrolls Skyrim remastered coming to PS4, Xbox One, all that. That's um, exciting for. People, I'm sure. Yeah. It, yeah. If you if you if you don't have the PC version, I'm not saying that to be smug and smarmy. Sure. Um, but no, but uh, yeah, it is less. It is factually less exciting for someone who, like me, I've played Skyrim many, many times with many different characters and, and builds and, and stuff it, on PC with all sorts of weird graphical enhancements and stuff. So and it's this a testament. That. I mean, it is a testament to a game that is what uh, seven years old. I think mm. yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. About seven years old now, uh, that people are ready to buy it on consoles for the third or fourth time. Sure. In a seven-year span, that's that's a hell of a game. Well, you say what you will about it. A lot of people, um, you know, it became kind of cool to hate on it, especially yeah, after I, The Witcher I, Three came out. No hate um, on it. It's but, not my thing. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I I need the Fallout. Like I yeah. need the the post-apocalyptic or the sci-fi trapping, uh, you swords and dragons, and uh, not it's me. Not speed. It's not your speed. Not my thing. But I I I tried to get my wife to play because I thought she'd love it. And first person, and, you know, it doesn't work for her. I guess uh, she's big on big in a Dragon Age. God bless her. But I, I but the the fact that it it they can keep putting it out and everybody is consistently so excited for another re-release of it. Yeah, you know, normally someone does a re-release and they're like, oh, and then you get the eye roll and, and all. Skyrim, every time they do it, people love it. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, it, so it's enduring. You can't kind of complain about it. Um, speaking of which, one person was excited for Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> Don't know who she was, but someone I... in the audience screaming the whole way through and went dead silent afterwards. I, I I took to calling her Karen, Karen in my head canon. Yeah, they announced the uh, I, the Dark the, Brotherhood. No, but it was the one feature, no. the one Tamriel feature. Oh yeah, one Tamriel. Yeah. And and the whole crowd is like, the guy announces it, and he you know on the stage he knows this is kind of a big deal. Oh, it, he's excited. He he's loves excited it. about it. He knows it's a big deal. And he delivers this announcement, and he's there, and he's got the pause for applause in his brain, right? <laughs> because he, he's like, people are, this is awesome, and people are going to think this is awesome, and it's silent for a good three beats, and I feel for the guy, and then there's this lone voice in the color, what? <laughs> I could not believe it. So good. God mm-hmm. bless that woman, whoever you are. And I don't care if you're in marketing for Bethesda and you're just there saving that guy. 
I don't care. You threw yourself on a grenade if you are. You... And, and we salute yes. your sacrifice. <laughs> okay, what else was there? I know there's the big thing. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else before the big thing. I don't think so. We did our quake. We did our... Th- I, I guess it's it's we're on to Dishonored 2. If we've forgotten something, the YouTube comments will let us know oh, yeah. straight away. Dishonored 2. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. Um, I've always loved the art style of that one. Because um, everything looks like it's made out of like the chunkiest meat. Um, big hands. Faces full of tendons. That's how that's how you make a, an NPC in Dishonored, um, but but yeah, the art style is very distinct, and the the level design, uh, the level design in the first Dishonored was good, and it looks like they've really built on that with Dishonored too. The architecture is um, amazing. Yes, oh yes, very good, very the, good. The the visual design of that world it makes it a world that I want to explore. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's very effective at that. I, I it it feels like thief with more forethought put into it Mm -hmm. and i'm down with that yeah i mean the 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 first game as well like uh dunwall like it was it had a rich history and everything you could tell this was a world that they even though you only see a fraction of it in the game it's clear there's some bible somewhere in the studio that just has reams and reams of stuff written about it yeah so that what does end up in the game carries with it this sense of history like that that place genuinely feels old like it genuinely feels like it's been lived in and that's it takes effort to pull off it takes a writer um or a team of writers uh, doing stuff that will never be read never be seen oh yeah to give it that flavor um and i i, I really admire that about the thing it's why i love the first dishonored so much part of the reason why um was just just what a world they created and and yeah, I'm excited about what they've done. This the time travel thing was was very interesting. I saw. I think you made one of the comparisons to Soul Reaver. Yeah, yeah, it, it reminded me of Soul, which is fine. There's no, uh, I'm not Hell, like bagging on them. Ain't for no doing one it. else doing anything exactly. With Soul and that mechanic is uh, really well executed. I thought in in the way they were using the time travel object to sort of peer into the other time period and use that to evade guards and, and yeah. really interesting presentation, smart way to do it. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, really good mechanic there. Um, the new little tricks that they showed off, like linking people's brains so that mm-hmm. when one person is done in, the others go, and the mesmerized thing. And There was that bit where a man got shot in the ass. <laughs> There's a bit in the gameplay demo. The man fell over, and whoever was playing aimed a gun. It went right up his anus. That was good. That was. I got two highlights from the whole showcase. Was the mud crab slaughter montage, where it was just showing you <laughs> killing mud crabs over and over, and man got shot up the ass. Ten out of ten press conference. Yeah, uh, it was good. It was very very solid. There there yeah, there was nothing that blew my mind. No, but. There was, n- I, I don't, apart from Elder Scrolls Online, I don't think I was tuned out for anything. And, and even that, I think that for the people who care about Elder Scrolls Online, both of them are going to be really happy by what Bethesda has. Oh, yeah. There. Yeah, I mean, the, there was no bad news for anyone, I don't think. No. Um, and also, there's, like, more Doom stuff. Oh, 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 we didn't talk about the VR. 
Oh yeah, VR. Well, I, I <coughs> struggle to get me to talk about VR at the best of times, but cool. Uh, is it? I don't know. I yeah. mean, I'm not. I'm not. If the... you if you if you're Ben Kachera, I yeah, probably I guess. I mean, I'm not the biggest proponent of VR uh, or even the top five thousand. I would say I'm pretty low down there. Uh-huh. Uh, but t- it seems to me that if you're gonna do VR stuff, you should be making original stuff intended for that as a platform. That's probably the best stuff for it. Uh, so I, while I respect. Uh, Bethesda's interest in supporting that market and wanting to be a part of it. I don't I don't feel like making Doom and Fallout into VR versions of them is necessarily the best way to go unless you start with VR as the first idea. That I th- this just seems like they're taking first person games and putting them into VR. Yeah. Yeah. Um so but anyway, I, I but... get why they did it cuz it's like I get the sense that everyone's feeling like they've got to have something VR-ish. Yes. So it's like, fuck it, Doom Fallout, just just whack, whack that in there and call it a day. So, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, very solid performance. Um, yeah. Confidently presented. It was presented with this air of, like, we got this. We, yep. We've got the year locked down. We're not desperate for content. We're not struggling for products. We're good. Oh, they're adding more Doom content too, aren't they? Like yeah, new yeah, modes. Yeah, who cares? More snap map stuff and yeah. all that. And all right. I, I know they've got a new team on the multiplayer. They want to really try and make that a thing. Um, a lot of people hate that multiplayer, but I thought it was all right. But you know, good on them wanting to improve stuff. I'll probably uh, go and play the first level since they're making that available for a week. I'll probably uh, go do that. I haven't had. Oh, it's to worth play it. The, Doom, the, yeah. the game is so good. Yeah, I, I, I love Doom. If yeah, it, it's on my list of things to do when I have an opportunity to do things I'd like to do. <laughs> well, there we go. Um, so I guess that'll wrap it up. Yeah, uh, we just talked about Bethesda. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Uh, I believe Microsoft is next on the chopping block. Can't wait for that. Mm. Um, I really don't know how that one's going to go. That could that could there's, go either way. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of question as to what they're gonna do i mean with... yeah we already saw the leak with the slim xbox and yeah they'll talk about gears 4 um yeah. but otherwise we'll see so yeah that'll wrap that up uh thank you uh, i've been joined by conrad zimmerman you can follow him on twitter at conrad zimmerman uh, and we'll see you in the next time we'll see you with microsoft there'll be a jimquisition in between it'll be a, a just a, a short one really because it's e3 week i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna bring my a game am i um, so yeah, stay tuned for that. See you later. Bye. Bye. Woke up in New York City. Okay, we are hot off the heels of the world's first official Windows 10 press conference at E3. <laughs> I thought for a debut show, it was it was strong. It was solid. What did you think, Conrad? Yeah, it was it was not a bad selection of games. All the trailers were really well constructed and pretty. Um, yeah, I'm not like, oh my god, I gotta run out and get an Xbox One, and that's because they repeatedly told me throughout the course of this conference that it wasn't necessary to go buy their console. Because <laughs> if I want to play their games, they're all gonna be on Windows 10. I just have to, like, finally acquiesce to the free upgrade they've been offering me for 10 months or whatever it is. On the flip side, is. though, on the flip side, though, it is Windows 10, which may have made a lot of PC users think, well, fuck, now I've got to buy an Xbox One. So it's, yeah, it, I, it could go either way. I, you know, I, I, I hear a little bit of bitching about 
10, but I don't... You always hear that. So that says to me that it's probably pretty good. If you know, It's not like it's crushing... <laughs> I've got Windows 10. I, I got it when it first came out because I knew Microsoft would force it on anyone, everyone right. eventually. So I was like, might as well get used to it now. It's all right. It's better than the last one. It's it's okay. A few yeah. things broke, but I, I like I, to give I these things a little it. bit of time for the the thing to shake out and any real major problems to get resolved. And then I I eventually am going to have to come on board anyway. So yeah, I mean, it's, it was using, nice of them to give it to me for free for as long as they did. If you're using Windows as an OS, then you know Microsoft is going to make you yeah do it. Like, that's what Microsoft does. They will they will force the things to happen. Um, so yeah, Windows 10, cross-play, cross all this, it makes sense. Yep. They clearly want to push Windows as a, a gaming platform and they want to have control over that bit of the market. Windows is their thing. That's yeah. what they do. Yeah. The Xbox division does make money, amazingly. But what Microsoft does is Windows, and it's all about keeping that PC platform strong. Yeah. Uh, well, famously, the Xbox brand was designed to keep Sony in check in the game space. So, mm -hmm. you know, if they can start shunting people onto Windows via it, then they've, they've probably Mission done a really nice, yeah, nice yeah. job done. Yeah, I think um, this has been you know this has been the long term plan for for Xbox from the beginning. Yeah, you know, it was the direct Xbox. When was that? Seven it, years know. ago. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, the commenters were salty, as you said, you about the, that last one. But it's it's okay. I I've been too busy to read them. Uh, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure there's some great stuff being said. There is some good stuff being said in the comments, actually. But yeah. uh, that's that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I. I haven't bought an Xbox One yet. I haven't felt a whole lot of compulsion. I, I think ReCore looks really cool. Uh, ReCore does. All the little robot things. The, that robot dog is going to be... That's going to be heavily marketed. I said on Twitter, I, if they did a collector's edition, I normally, you know, I like collector's editions, but I try and res be a bit reserved about them. But if they did a collector's edition of Recall with that robot dock in it, then I, I will get it. Like, yeah. That will just happen. I, yeah, I, t I totally can see you doing that instantly. Yeah, yeah it looks cute. looks looks uh, fun. Um, you know, very nicely laid out. Uh, and much more. it got me into it much more than the trailer for it did last year. Because that one looked, was a bit cloying, whereas it this was, one was actually made it look rather exciting. But it also stood out so much from what I usually expect Microsoft to be doing in terms, mm -hmm. you know, because they're very, I just see them as dude bro a lot of the time. And so I found it really refreshing and I was hopeful that we would have something really interesting. Uh, and I think that the gameplay in the trailers that they showed this time bears some of that out. You know, it yeah. still could completely fall apart and you know the cameo or whatever but i'm hopeful yeah um, yeah we'll keep our fingers crossed uh gears of war it, it's gears of more yeah it that, felt it's, like it's more, the more more gears but with less chunky people um they they've redesigned the way human characters look in the game and it's difficult to, to look at gears where the people don't look like they're made out of like like freshly unfrozen slabs of beef um, but that's interesting. Apparently Marcus Phoenix is there, but he's cosplaying now as Geralt of Rivia. So that's fun. Uh, th they're fighting a new enemy called the Swarm, but I looked at it and I was like, what's the difference? They really do look a lot like the Locust. It's just the Locust again. Yeah. Um, maybe it is the Locust, but 
they're calling themselves the swarm and none of the other people want to call them out on it for fear of them actually being the swarm and them looking racist. <laughs> that was my fear. I'm like, are these locust or swarm? Like, like I, now I am the asshole. <laughs> it's culturally insane. You can't just ask them. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that looked cool. Did, it was a lot more interesting last year when they were showing that slow-paced horror element of it. Mm-hmm. Um, this was Gears with some ratchet and clank weaponry and stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I like the Gears series, so I'm expecting a solid game, but it didn't you know, it didn't grab me by the bollards and make me think I've got to play that now. It's like, yeah, I'll probably like that when it comes out. Yeah, uh, I was surprised how much I enjoyed the first Gears of War because it didn't strike me, you know, just at first glance as being something I would enjoy. And then, you know, the controller was put in my hand and I played it and I was like, okay, this is really brilliant. And everything after that has been fine. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, it's, been, it's always been a solid series. I mean, I, I was even very, very fond of Judgment, even though a lot of people thought it was weak. Yeah, it was okay. Uh, I, mean, I liked it, it more than three. Like, I, I thought it was... I, I loved the the, the uh, asymmetrical multiplayer mode they had where you were various uh, mm-hmm. locust versus the cog. Um, I, I really enjoyed that game. Yeah, I, I, I think that the series is fairly strong and if this carries on in, in that way, you know, I I'm, I'm, might be a little tired by now of doing it, but that's, uh-huh. that's me and I don't begrudge anybody still being into it because it is fun. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the watchword. It, it's, it's fun. And yeah. what else was that? It was scale bound. Talking of fun, that looks that looks fucking stupid. Yes, and it I does. do not mean that as an insult. No, no. Looks when he like put the it... headphones on, like I, I'm a <laughs> sucker for game in-game music that has lyrics anyway, um, mm. because it is always so campy and so cheesy that I just adore it. I loved it in Xenoblade Chronicles X. I loved it in um, what was it Blue Dragon. Um, just, just any like I like it in the Devil May Cry games, and Devil May Cry has um, been compared to Scalebound, a lot, oh. especially with the protagonist. Hard, hard not to show. draw that comparison based yeah. on what was shown here. Yeah, like, between this and Gears, it's like E3 is the year where game protagonists just, just narrate everything they're doing like they're in a 1950s comic book. <laughs> I'll take them over the people playing the games narrating what they're doing. Yes, yes, we'll get onto that after this one. Um, <laughs> so yeah, scale bounce looks good. Yeah, um, I'm reserving judgment, um, but you know they got Cameo on stage. Someone actually got his phone out of his hand and stopped him tweeting for ten minutes. So that was him. That was the most impressive part of the show. That was um, the fact uh, he was a high yeah, moment. yeah. He just stood there and played a game for a bit. Um, a game that did look. I don't know how the headphones of the main character are still working being near all that water. I thought the warranty would have been fine. But I love the on-dragon, on-foot thing that's going on. It it looks uh, exciting. I love a good big boss and uh, a giant enemy crab who could ask for anything more. Good way to kick that off. So yes, Galpin, I'm I'm excited about it. Um, You know, as with with reservations. Um, Well, they don't hit every time. No. You know? Oh, no, hell no. (laughs) So not it, recently even no it it could go wrong but uh I'm I'm hopeful Sea of Thieves I'll be perfectly honest with you I watched that trailer could not let any of it sink in no. because of the face cams and the players screaming with their 
pre-baked gameplay banter, uh, which is always my favourite part of E3. Mm -hmm. um, it looked like some of the people playing were taking lessons from the screaming lady from Bethesda's showcase. Uh, you know, I'm trying to look at the, the high seas adventuring going on, and all I'm hearing is, from some players who, I guess, were YouTube people or people paid to pretend to be YouTube? I didn't. I don't know. Uh, I, um, somebody on Twitter I, corrected me because I had retweeted a tweet about that. And they were like, no, it's people of the Sea of Thieves community. Oh, yeah. They mentioned that on stage. I remember that because I, I did tweet at the time asking, wh where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> it's like the No Man's Sky thing. It's like yeah. these games aren't out yet. How is How are their communities? Are they bred in special pods? <laughs> Well, I think I think they just invite people that are local Maybe <laughs> to come they, around the they office. Just, they tattoo them and just say, you're part of the community now. You're they in this gated the town and there's, you can't leave. There's this whole, there's this whole network uh, that they have people picking up street people and luring them in with promises <laughs> of food and shelter. And then they make them play Sea of Thieves. It's scree. <laughs> that's that's what it was. They weren't screaming with joy. They were like screaming to try and get some attention from outside. <laughs> like hopes and the like to get the cops. Um, so yeah, Sea of Thieves. Uh, yeah, it's it's a pirate game, and, and that's all I know. Yeah, I, I, I'm all right with that. There's no piñatas in it. There's no pinata. You were very I'm so upset. You were gunning for a either pinata. It's it's been enough time. Yeah, it would have perked me up. Like I, I, I really enjoy those games. So I would have been very happy to have seen some uh, old VP. But and there's no, a lot of bleakness in this event. Like a lot of, a lot games of gray, yeah. a lot of gray, a lot of drab. Uh, the three seconds of two people doing fucking nothing to advertise inside um, didn't particularly enthrall me. But it's being made by the but you know, by the, the limbo, limbo people, yeah, people. So one automatically assumes a level of interest, uh, but you got to show us a bit more than that. They did the usual sizzle reel of um, indie games. That's where all the color from the conference lived. Um, <laughs> a little tiny bit more of Cuphead, which just let's get that out now because I, I got no more excitement left for Cuphead. I just want to play it. Yeah. Um, Different flashes of different games, Hand of Fate 2, a bunch of stuff that you can already play on PC. They named um, Slime Rancher. They named dropped Slime Rancher. Which, yeah, they did. Yeah. That's fantastic. I like that. I, I People who have watched videos on my channel know that I, I am very, very won over by Slime Rancher. It's a very cute game. Um, they dedicated some time to a full gameplay demo of We Happy Few, which uh, obviously, full disclosure, I'm involved in that project. I um I've, I've contributed voice acting to it. Uh, I don't know if the area that I'm in will be in the game by the time it hits the Xbox One uh, in July. Um, they don't, clearly, I'm just a, a performer. They don't tell me too much. But I know it's coming soon because um, I'm in a specific area of Wellington Wells that isn't in the game yet. Um, but the demo looked cool, you know, um, as someone who... I mean, I'll say this much, because obviously anything I'd say can be taken with a grain of suspicion, um, but I am relieved it doesn't look shit. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. that's what I will say. Um, that The way they paced that demo, it was very well done, very well directed. Um, the use of music was cool. It 
delightfully creepy, creepier than, you know, because I played it in pre-alpha, and it looks like they've done a lot more to it and, and really added some more story elements. The the whole bit with the pinata, which I'm sure upset you. Very, um, very upset. Was gorgeously done. It's like you could see it coming, but the way they did it was still just very classy. And just that shot of the doctor just closing the blinds on the thing. like So, uh, yeah, I'm into it. I, I'm into it. I can't review it, of course, because of... Um, the obvious but they're I, uh, yeah. they're they're playing with fire it's uh so challenging to make a a dystopian story that feels tense and, and interesting and they're drawing from a lot of inspiration oh sure sure and I mean, they've got to work hard to distance themselves from bioshock now like they they got attention for being a bit like bioshock but that can easily run the risk of people, and I saw a couple of a couple of people do it on Twitter. You know, rolling their eyes and saying, "Oh, hey, it's Bioshock," sarcastically. Yeah. And, Although and a lot of those people seemed won over by the end of the demonstration. I, I think I think that it's it's doing some different things from Bioshock, but it is it it's trying to convey story in a lot using a lot of the same techniques, and uh, so that's yeah, that'll be very difficult. To, to toe that line, but I'm I'm hopeful it, it can be good. It looks really positive based on the demo slice they showed. They they did an excellent job of portraying that as something that should be paid attention to. Yeah, yeah. Halo Wars. Now that strikes me as the video game development equivalent of a family bored at home on the holidays playing Monopoly. It's kind <laughs> of a I got nothing to do. Like, what do you want to do? Develop Halo Wars Two, I guess. Yeah, all right. We'll do, we'll do that. I'll crack out the box. So Halo Wars Two, the beta is on now. You can do it now. You can go download it now if you want. I'm not. Yeah, don't. Care. I'm not going to. Can't be asked. Um, but exciting for those who are excited for it. I do not mean to uh, discredit nope. your own interest in it. Um, but not 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 for me. Um, similar to Forza, whatever it is, Forza Horizon. Thing, Horizon. Um, I said it should have been called the Forza Unleashed. It would uh, have been a brilliant branding opportunity. Forza Awakens. That's what, That's what I you said meant to say. Twitter. That's what you said on Twitter, yeah. That's not what I said here. No. Uh, I flubbed it here. You did. I flubbed You did not the stick goof. the landing. That's okay. The best tweet I had this entire morning, I... I had a typo in and that's ah. yeah <sighs> see i i will usually just delete it and then repost it and then deal with all the fuckers making replies i saw it i saw the original tweet well done have a banana prick <laughs> uh so what else was there um, uh battlefield one was announced we got to see that we got to see that trailer yeah. for the third fucking time no two games are the same I think have the third trailer. I hope Ubisoft play it at theirs, and Nintendo Treehouse plays it. That if you are going to go to everybody else's event and sponge off of their time to show your shit, you should have different shit to show. Oh yeah, I that's I I don't think that's asking too much. Yeah, I feel like Microsoft was just missing something, not having the Call of Duty demo. Like they I, didn't I have it last year, um, but before last year, like it was there thing um it was like it gave phil spencer 20 minutes to have a sit down and a cigarette um, yeah but i mean if you if you needed that. to take time from something else to to implement that you know gwent gwent fine could have could have done without gwent like don't care 
<laughs> I, I actually do. Like, I, I just I'm, don't I'm see that. anything compelling uh, enough about a card game to devote five minutes of time in a major presentation to it. Uh, but it's, now, it's, it's Gwent, though. It's Gwent, though. Okay. <laughs> Anyone who's played The Witcher 3 and got into the Gwent knows that when you get into the Gwent, you don't get out of the Gwent. <laughs> it's the Gwent, though. All right. Okay. Just take take it as as red. I went and took a crap while they did it. Well, you may it, have done it, that. It made it but just made more sense for me at the time. I went all my money pre-ordering it because it's the Gwent though. So Gwent. I I, I, I no, that. I'm sure I'm sure it will be very successful, and I I I love that they are making it. I just I thought you it was too much for this. Much I just yeah, it didn't need to be in there. No. I didn't think. Uh, at least not to that extent. We did see was the game that I remembered before you mentioned Gwent and have forgotten because I was too busy saying it's the Gwent, though. <laughs> State of Decay 2? That's good as well. You were excited about that? Uh, moderately. Um, I liked the first State of Decay a lot. Uh, I was very, very fond of it. So I'm happy to see more. Um, um, you know, again, I try and reserve. I try try not to use words like excited and hyped and all this stuff because, you know. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not an influencer, uh, as the arguments <laughs> I was seeing on Twitter between two people I know were talking about. Oh, Russ and Chad. Um, uh, Dead Rising Four. Dead Rising Four. Uh, we all pretended to be. No one pretended to be surprised. That I, was one of I the many wasn't. Leaks. I mean, I wasn't surprised, but I I hadn't seen the leaks, so. Ah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah um, I, I liked the um, Prepare for a Sleigh Ride or whatever it was called. It's cute. To tie in with the Christmas thing, pun of the show so far. Uh, yeah, Dead Rising at Christmas. I'm fine with that. Uh, I do. It did look a bit drab like Dead Rising 3, though. One, one thing I loved about Dead Rising and Dead Rising 2 was being set in a mall, being set in a casino, uh, loads of colour. It was mm-hmm. a colourful game, and then Dead Rising 3 muted it quite a bit. It's, it's still ridiculous, but it was very visually dour. And this one looks to be similar, which, with the Christmas thing, I feel is a bit of a missed opportunity. Hopefully the... The game brightens up. I mean, hell, Doom looked drab before it came out, so hopefully we'll see some nice colours and things. But I I was fond of Dead Rising 3. I know some people um, were off on that one, but I liked it a fair bit, and I'm happy to see more Dead Rising. I'm into it. There are a few games now where the whole roll my eyes because it's more zombie shit thing uh, gets a free pass, and Dead Rising's one of them. Yeah, I agree with so, that. I think that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Happy with that, happy with that. Uh, let's see, there was, there's two things we probably ought to get before we wrap up. Uh, mm-hmm. Minecraft. Minecraft, uh, I think the fact that they're still talking about that in 2016, uh, this isn't the current year argument for people who want to bring that up. <laughs> um, it, it shows how enduring it is as sure. a game. Like, they, it, it, no one thinks, why is this here? I mean, sh- maybe some people do. Well, um, I thought, but... why is John Carmack here? <laughs> I loved his whole hey, can I join in? Like it was a sitcom. Like he was like he was Kramer stumbling through the door. Yes. I wish he had done that. I wish he'd stumbled in, like unable to see with the VR thing on and like fell in the fishbowl. Um but no, he just was talking about VR. That was it was so strange to see. Like, is he, he, there's a, I see it, it's, I understand the VR connection, but there is a disconnect for me between John Carmack tech deity 
Like, is he in a pantheon where this stuff is concerned? I don't I know. I guess. Yeah, probably. If, if not, you know, certainly in the lower council of the gods, if not high on high. And the most successful children's game ever made. Yeah. On the same stage together. There's something beautiful there. I love yeah, that. Yeah, fine with that. Yeah, it was fine. it was entertaining. It's just completely out of left field, but magical moment. Uh-huh. Uh, the other the custom controllers. Custom. I want to know who Doctor Hoot is. That's one <laughs> of the gamer tags that was like personalized on the controller. Doctor Hoot. <laughs> Doctor Hoot and and Pit Bear. I hope that's a new detective series. <laughs> Doctor Hoot and Pit Bear. Ooh. Uh, I'm General sure Ram's gonna be in game, Killer Instinct. So, yeah. Who cares? Tekken Seven. Yeah. Um, some fighting. Yeah, street fighting. Everybody was yeah. kung fu street fighting. Tekken. Uh, custom soundtracks are coming back, or I mean, are coming to the Xbox for the first time ever. You'll be able to listen to your own music over the background of whatever else the game was supplying. Sure. For the first time ever. Sure. That's completely new. Yeah. Sure. Dicks. <laughs> uh, and uh, Scorpio, that's yep. that's Scorpio. what the capped well, off let's with. Let's first let's first mention the Xbox uh, One S. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Because you know, as the console makers are starting to just take the cell phone release model, they might as well just start stealing iPhone naming conventions <laughs> as well. And um, and uh, the camera work for the marketing of the product. I mean, that spin was all out of early Apple, yeah. you know, look at yeah. our gorgeous white box thing. So, yeah, mm. Xbox One S, it's little. Moving on. Uh, Xbox Project Scorpio. Uh, this is basically their, the long-rumored, upgraded Xbox One. Or as I like to call it, the other reason Microsoft gave us not to buy an Xbox One during this conference. Yes. Yeah, like I was... Thinking, I was looking at the Xbox One S and thinking, well, I guess they're not going to do the the other shit. Like this is interesting, and straight away, nope, no longer interested. Won't yeah. buy that. What's the fucking point? Um, Xbox One Scorpio. There was the usual buzzword fucking montage of developers talking absolute horse shit, and we didn't really see anything else. It was just, yeah, this is powerful. It's got all the teraflops, mate. Yes, all the teraflops. 4K. It's got eight processors. You play Fallout 4 VR on it, uh, fine. I, I think we're, this is us now entering a... Because Phil Spencer said, you know, beyond generations and all that, which speaks, says to me, welcome to the cell phone release era of consoles. And I am torn. Not yeah, not sure how I feel about on that. On the one hand, I didn't buy an Xbox One yet. You know, as I said earlier, I, I have yeah. a PlayStation 4... And so what this might enable people to do that they've never really done before is if they were the kind of person that had to pick one side and stick with that, maybe halfway in the cycle getting a slightly more powerful competing console to get access to that library might yeah. work out for the consumer in a way that benefits everybody. Uh, at the same time, I think about what it means for developers who may now have to make a decision to develop their mm -hmm. game twice in order to get access to the full audience that the console provides, yeah. which is one of the core benefits of getting on a console as a captive audience. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the new 3DS dilemma. It's, 
do I make something only this can run? Or do I make something both versions of this system can run? And the both versions choice is always going to be the choice that wins out for any developer that wants to maximize their audience potential. So I feel that even though the Xbox Scorpio, you know, you know the Scorpio could run with all of its teraflops, better looking games. I can only imagine a lot of publishers and developers loathe to shut out everyone else who already has an Xbox One. Um, so it's one of those things where it's like, yes, it's more powerful, but well, I think are many games going to take advantage of that? I think it's, yeah, I think it's going to be required that if you, yeah, that is the deal. If you're making it for Scorpio, it has to function on one. That's the deal. Is that new audience slice worth the investment you're going to make to develop that product. Yeah. And I, I, I can only imagine, you know, it, it works with flipping a switch. You you get the disc or, or, or download it and it's like, are you playing this on an Xbox oh, yeah. or an Xbox One? Flip a switch and now it looks better. You know, like PC settings. Um, but you're right. It's like, like, especially with how doubtful publishers were at the beginning of this generation to adopt consoles because they were idiots and they thought they were dying out just because it was a long generation and people were tired of the old consoles and they, they took it to mean no one likes consoles anymore. That's why we got so many remasters at the beginning of this gen. And they're only now getting caught up. Um, will we see that again? Like, Will they be hesitant to uh, adopt the Neo and the Scorpio? I, I don't know. But these are things to these are things that stop me being completely excited about this. Aside from the fact that, you know, it's only I been a few years. That, yeah, you know, these things are expensive and games are a luxury, and not everyone has money to burn. You right. Know? I mean, fuck. I, I I have a good fair bit of money, but I also have a mortgage and bills and and a fuckload of taxes to pay uh, pay as a self employed man. Uh, so even I look at it and think. I've I've got to consider it as an investment. I can't just outright buy it and yep. not think about it. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, that Windows 10, though. Well, yeah, it's almost every time, time they to said it. Every time they said it, I was like, why are you bringing it up again? I'm almost hyped. And the other then thing, they, they sad just... music in all the trailers. Very sad times. No one was happy. No one was having a good time in those trailers. Yeah. Very depressing. Can't we all just have fun? Do you remember when video games were fun? I do. I do. Yes. Windows 10. <laughs> all right. Next up will be Ubisoft's conference. God help us all. That's going to hurt. We'll be back for that later. Bye. Bye. Woke up in New York City. <laughs> Some people thought Beyond Good and Evil 2 was still going to get announced. I knew better, and so, you know, the sad thing about it is, is, like, every time I tweet about it, it's like that, that whole, like, you, you, you say something, and it brings it to the forefront of your mind again, and I started to, like, <laughs> against my own knowledge and personal interest. It's adorable. Started it's, to get hype about the idea. It's like people who watch Game of Thrones and start shipping the characters. I'm like, you know one of them's probably gonna die, like... <laughs> You're doing it to yourselves. That's what this is. Ubisoft press conferences are episodes of Game of, Game of Thrones. Um, there was no, there's no Beyond Good and Evil 2 for you at E3. There's no place for it here. 
Right, this press conference has been boring as fuck, by the way. Uh, it's still going on as we record this right now. And do you know what the really, really sad fucking part is? A tiny, it's incredibly competently put together. A tiny, tiny part of me still thinks, still has a sliver of hope that we will have a magic moment during our recording of this recap where Beyond Good and Evil will suddenly happen on the feed while we're talking <laughs> and it'll be this special moment. I know that's not going to happen, but a little voice in me is like, oh, God, that would be so magical. But no, the main reason was is they announced Steep, their new extreme sports IP, and I was like, you know what? I'm done. I've checked out. Let's get this over and done with so I can get the video edited and recorded and uploaded before the Sony conference. So let, let's just bash this out, because honestly, sure. I don't want to spend much time on it. Bored the piss out of me. The games look fine. They look very yep. Ubisoft. It was they didn't even have anything like really cringy, bad happening. No forced viral meme attempt stuff. The show opened like some bizarre circus. I'll give that them that. That was weird. Yeah, that was strange. But then some uh, just uh, dance I, thing, and I'm like that that big dance number. You're watching Beyond Good and Evil 2's budget there being spent for that. But Aisha comes out and does her host thing, and she's done it plenty of times yep. now, and she's a very competent presenter. The show would she, be a way more of a train wreck without her her there. Like she keeps yeah, it. Yeah, we'd ticking. have a lot more to talk about. Yeah, God damn you, Aisha, making the thing <laughs> fucking watchable. Um, but this is the this is the thing, like, and 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 it's a very difficult uh, decision to make too. I think for publishers, while we're on this sort of subject, because I really think having a professional presenter like Aisha Tyler, who is capable of of speaking uh, on a level and clearly and can read shit off a prompter without it seeming like she's reading shit off yeah. a prompter, is something that these events should have. The flip side of that is that you're still you're then going to piss off all the people like, oh, why is this celebrity on my stage? Yeah. Or why is this? Yeah, this is nothing to do with games. And so there's no winning. No. Either way you slice it. Well, it's I E3. Guess. No one wins at E3 except investors. That's the point of E3. Yes. Um, yes, it yeah. is. So let's bash these games out and then go to sleep. Uh, right. Just Dance. Division. Who gives a shit? The Division. Yep. I don't, don't give care. a shit. Uh, there was some. South Park. South Park. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. There, the 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 joke the joke there was a joke in there that was pre in that trailer that was pretty cringy and it was a totally spot on. Sp clever jive jab jab at the cinematic marvel cinematic universe and um black panther coming along and that was a very clever joke and then they did the south park thing and doubled down on it with another quip immediately yeah, after went, that kind of just that, dragged the whole thing on yeah yeah uh, which you know i i totally understand people saying don't get all pc police about this because it is south park and that's the way it is and so be it i'm not upset about it i get why some people are but i don't think that they're that you know, clued in anymore to, but this is just South Park. That's yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I liked stick of truth. Well enough. This one looks, you know, like more of the same. They added some stuff in the combat with space and a big yep. fart. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but again, more of the same. And then splinter cell again. Yeah. Well, they calling it ghost, ghost recon wild world, wild wacky land. It was, it's another open world Ubisoft game. Because we needed another one. Oh, was it Ghost Recon? Did it was Ghost Recon. It's hard to tell the difference. They're all... I, you know, I can't tell my Tom Clancy from my Tom Clancy. They all look the same. No, they all me. look the same. And now that Ubisoft like deals with them all, 
and has its whole open world fetish. Like they're all just turning into the same game as well. So, you know, you can't tell your difference between your divisions and your fucking ghost recons and your splinter cells and all this shit. At um, least it's just me, you know, and, and and I'm sure someone in the comments will be able to elucidate all of the varied nuanced differences oh, sure. between these war game shooter things. Um Feel free. They probably know the difference. Like, I know the difference between Dynasty Warriors games. Exactly. Um, right. But, yeah, to me, and I'm just sick of open worlds where, like, most of that world is just, like, an empty expanse of dirt and grass. Yes. Like, and it's just uh, so fucking... I don't care how big your open world is anymore. I'm planning a Jimquisition on this. I don't care how many square feet you've got. What interesting shit is in there? It needs to be about density. It really it does. does. And, and there I was think... a smaller open world in Fallout 4, but it felt more exciting because more was packed in. Yes. I, I don't give yeah. a shit how big you are. I give a shit like what's in it, you know? It's like, you know, you get a huge uh, Christmas present box that's just like beautifully wrapped and you're like, holy shit, there's something awesome in here. And it's like batteries for a vibrator. And don't get me wrong, you need batteries for your vibrator Absolutely. and they'll be put to good use. But you really had an expectation that there would be something more interesting in there than just the batteries, maybe a whole other vibrator. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, two little vibrator in your game. Yeah. Exactly. Assassin's Creed movie. Don't don't give a. Oh, you and I are so screwed. I know. In this thing, we got both Assassin's Creed movie and Watch Dogs movie. Yeah. uh... So that's been announced. uh, If you don't know, uh, we do a movie podcast together, Conrad and I, the uh, the spin-off Doctors. We're a couple of movie boys. Uh, You can (laughs) listen to that on thegymquisition.com if you like. Um, But yeah, we're going to have to fucking cover that shit eventually. Um, So that was that. Grow Up, the sequel to Grow Home. That one actually had my attention because I really like Grow Home. I actually I'm looking at clowns right now. I found that Grow Home suffers from a lot of the same problems that Assassin's Creed does. It it was a big concept thing that mm-hmm. seemed really cool, and then when I you know started to get into it, I mean, despite its simplistic looking design, I thought there might be some real meat underneath this, and eh, there really wasn't much to do. Uh, I found. I don't think that's I, I, unfair. It was, it was pleasant, and I had fun with it for a little while, but I got about halfway through it, and I was like. I'm ready for something else to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for there to be something else to grip me. And I went through the whole game and I was like, oh, okay, that's it. I don't mind a short game, but I just sure. feel like I could have done more. Sure. Um, but Hopefully that'll change with Grow Up. Yeah, it looks like they're going for bigger and more interesting, more gadgets, more things to play with. So I keep my fingers crossed for it. Uh, yeah. For Honor, uh, really happy they had the Pirate King come back out on stage ah, to introduce that one. We'll never get delightful. bored of him. Um, for Honor itself... Um, a lot of Already people comparing it. it to Rise. A lot of people comparing it to Dynasty Warriors. Um, I, it looks meaty in a God of War kind of way. Yeah, it, it yeah. it's kind of it looks like my kind of thing. So you know, just a lot of swinging axes and chopping I'm sure if in I the played face. it. I'm sure if I played it, I'd have fun with it. Yeah, I think. Like, well, one big problem with this conference overall was there was a lot of showing a bit of a game, and a lot of talking about the game, and then more showing of the game, and it was there was no pacing. So a lot yeah. of people, I think, were getting bored of things like For Honor and Watch Dogs 2, um, simply because of the way it was being presented. Um, but For Honor, it, it has my attention. The narrative premise is very interesting. Uh, so I'm keeping an eye on it. 
it looks like a bit of Dinosaurus, looks like it might be a bit of Rise, but good, and that speaks to me. So, yeah, happy with that. Watch Dogs 2, we all knew about that one already. They kind of already uh, spent their wad there. Uh, more Ubisoft open world stuff. Looks to be a bit sillier than the first one, which is good, because the first one's miserable as fuck. So. Great soundtrack, too. Yeah. Like really good music choices in that. So yeah, that, well that presented. If, nothing else. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Um, was there anything? And then Steep. Steep. The oh, yeah, snowboarding, wingsuiting. That was being played as sports. we were talking. Yeah, it just ended. Just oh, my like, God, they're showing Beyond Good and Evil 2. Are they? No. Yeah, no. No, Aisha Taylor's, com- yeah. Taylor's coming back on stage. She stood to... next to the, the Elven people Prince. Wanted us to, Eve people Shilmore. wanted us to live stream this, you know. We're doing it. Yeah, right kind now. of. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Uh, Maybe they've gathered, like, everyone's gathered on stage now. Maybe they've gathered on to talk about Beyond Good and Evil. <laughs> this is the Jonestown <laughs> moment right here, actually. This is where they all say, hey, Vivendi's about to take us over, so it's oh, been fun. Oh, God, yeah. They all yeah, just the pop thing. cyanide pills. This is, this should, this should be an important conference for them. Yeah. And they need to, they need to be strong, and they need to be instilling confidence in their investors. And this lineup is solid. It's not uh, anything I'm super excited about, but yeah. it's a solid lineup that can sell units. And I, I maybe they're playing it safe a little bit, but the the content overall looks fine and looks like they're gonna do all right. Uh, I think the only thing we haven't really talked about is like the VR stuff. The VR Star stuff. Trek. They did that eagle fight thing, the bird thing. That I I reckon that would just make me vomit. Yeah, but I, but again, that goes back to I'm I appreciate it because I want to see the focus be on experiences that are designed for VR specifically, and that definitely achieves that. So does Star Trek Bridge Crew, even though it's really just a rip off of Space Team. Yeah. Without the fun. Yeah. E. I almost feel um, I, like, I, I like Eve's Star little Trek. speech here that he's giving is kind of him saying, please don't let Vivendi buy us. <laughs> I, I'm not listening to... We've been to around for 30 this. years, and, and thank you all. We, we need you to, you know, please, be please here. We're us. all here because of you. Please now don't more sell than us. Ever. <laughs> uh, but everybody's wearing their ribbons, and that's nice. Yeah. I, it, and... it, it was a nice touch. Um, you know, they did it, Bethesda did it. Um... Uh, well, and Aisha came and right out, Xbox and, and they had they had a bit in the presentation to lead off the show with it, which t- not necessary. Everybody's wearing the ribbons, and everybody gets it. But it was, I think, perfectly respectable of them to do that, and I appreciated yeah. it. So that was more or less it. I, yeah. I, you know, we forgot Final Fantasy fifteen in the uh, the Xbox conference. Well, I'm gonna forget it once it releases too. <laughs> so. Yeah, it confused the hell out of me. All right, well, that's that down, and we'll be back for the Sony press conference, I suppose. Beyond Good and Evil 2 didn't happen while we were talking. No, it's it's a montage of all the things that we that aren't Beyond Good and Evil. Yeah, yeah, maybe they'll end with... I'm going to stop doing that now. Um, all right, we'll see you for Sony's conference. Bye. Bye. Alright, PlayStation E3 conference, let's get a rig along because I want to go try that Resident Evil 7 demo. Hello, Conrad, with Conrad Zimmerman, or uh, that hello. other asshole, as <laughs> one of the commenters on the last video said. Leave him alone, he's a good boy. I like, yeah, I right. like Conrad. I can take it. I can take it. It's I know, you, you handle it with great aplomb, sir. Mm. Um, well, no, the comments on your videos are actually, like, 
way better than they could be. Generally, I've got a nice community for the most part. Um, I get rid of the ones that decide to go on there and be racist. Uh, That helps. Uh, But Sony, Sony had their press conference. We just finished watching it, uh, as I'm sure most of you watching this have as well. Uh, Lot to unpack. Uh, Some of the stuff I think we're just going to have to gloss over. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. Because there's stuff that deserves like quite a meaty bit of talk. So I guess we'll talk about the things that we saw last year or already knew about and just quickly update on them. So we got Last Guardian got a release date. Can't oh, believe it. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, it, when, it's, when it's in a shop, when I see it in front that's of me. It. I want it in my fucking hands. Sony can't take that back. They, <laughs> they can. They can. And the video game industry has demonstrated they will. Uh, but yeah, to actually see a release date next to The, the Last Guardian, that was cool. Uh, yeah. Well yeah. done them. Well done them. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Really terrible subtitle. Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, very, very excited by if, what they show. Yeah, if what if we that's saw. What we see. Yeah. If what we saw wasn't bollocks, then what we saw was very good. I've, I've. That was my, the game that interested me the most last D three, and it has consistently been. Among all games, probably the one I give the most shit about. Um, it's basically, it's basically Disney's Brave crossed with Monster Hunter crossed with Zoids, and I'm okay with that. Uh, shooting robot animals with a bow, I'm good with it. It looks gorgeous again if it's all above board and, and not bullshit. Um, so it was, they just showed us more of that. The action gameplay looks really fun, though. Like, oh yeah, it, uh, the dodging and it's got, it's it, it feels like it's drawing lessons from your Dark Souls combat and and really trying to make a a action thing that that's fluid but still has weight. Mm-hmm. Just just judging by, I'm I'm very interested. Yeah. And the, looks and, great you know, in motion. I'm not a fantasy guy, as uh, as I have said before, but when you throw in high technology stuff into that, then I'm curious. You know, I like I like it when you throw something that upends the table. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm down. Show me more. Yeah, I'm just. I was hoping you took longer just to give me time to scroll down the first game blog I could think of, so that I can remind myself what happened. God uh, of War. God, yeah, well, God of that War. That kicked out. I will say, I mean, God of War, I, I like God of War as a series. Never yeah. been too, like, like in love with it. But that was one of the best directed demos I've ever seen, the pacing of it. Um, that moment where he steps out of the shadow at the beginning of the demo with the beard. Like, I, I got chills. Like, yeah. I was like, fuck. Because like, it was... Not because I've got such a great affinity for Kratos, but it was the presentation. It was one of those things that was like, it made, it gave him more gravitas than I normally ascribe to him, which was just fantastic direction on their part. So he's old now and he's got a kid or something. And the visual design of him gives him more gravitas too, Mm. I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, that beard that he has now, it it lends him an air of dignity and respect. Uh, He is an elder now. And that's kind of fascinating to think about. And I think um, one of the things I I, I liked about it is they seem to have taken a few cues from Naughty Dog in terms of telling a story with visuals. Um, Because you can see there, there was one point where he was clearly pissed off and just took that deep breath and then went back to talking like calm like this he's clearly an older guy with responsibility now 
mm-hmm. and he's just like working through that and, and clearly keeping that old rage that he had kind of in check. So and a vulnerability. Like, oh yes, yeah. It's so nice to see uh, him not just be angry, invincible guy. Exactly. I, I, I appreciate that a lot, and it's not you know in a position of. Oh, Rar, my dead family vulnerability. He's got live family here that clearly matters to him. So I'm very intrigued to see how they do it ultimately. But uh, yeah, I've, I haven't been excited about a God of War game the way that this has sort of... yeah gotten me excited about the idea of a God of War It looks like game. a big departure as well. The, the, the camera angle now sort of close up and over the shoulder mm-hmm. as opposed to more pulled back like it used to be. Like it, it, it looks like a very different game. So It does. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm, I'm very interested in, in seeing where that goes. Um, now, I'm going to mention, they closed the show with it, but they announced it very early in the show. I don't know what's going on with it, but it's a very weird situation. they got Ben's studio working on a thing called Days Gone, which looked... Enough like The Last of Us to make me think for a while it was going to be a fake out. Well, and I think they were, they were trying to do a little fake out thing there too because they the trailer didn't give a clear impression of what that game was, mm-hmm. uh, and and I was kind of interested. I like biker uh, culture as a, a you know, yeah. conceptually. It's it's an interesting, fascinating uh, subculture, and oh, so. Sure. The idea of having a game that explores that with a character that has a little bit of sensitivity, I thought I thought that was the direction this was going until they came back around to the game at the end of the, yeah. the presentation. Which it was a great sequence, and as someone on Twitter said to me, like, I mean, I don't know how the PS4 is rendering that many zombies um, mm-hmm. on screen, um, but it looked they they moved like the zombies in the World War Z movie. The World War Z movie got a lot of shit because it it's clearly not the World War Z book at all. But no. the way they did zombies is almost just this flowing tide, almost mm-hmm. like water. And that's how they seemed to move in this. And it was very good, um, but it was, it was a weird way to end the conference. I feel like maybe there was something they were going to do instead. I know there's been talk of, of especially in the wake of you know, the, the Orlando uh, situation, which, by the way, the... Um, the, the speech about that at the beginning of this conference almost made me weepy. Like, it, it was probably the most sincere and, and it was earnest. honest, earnest one that had been done. Um, the cynic in me thought, well, now EA's the asshole. Because Ugh. EA was the only one that, that kind of didn't do anything at all. Which is, I'm not saying they had to. Yeah, no, I mean... Absolutely not. No no one should be obligated to, to, to do anything. But, you know, um, it, it was just... I mean, I, I, I at one point just tweeted, with, without any of the hashtags or any of the ghost shit around, I just, I just instinctually just wrote thank you and hit enter because it was just... It was when he mentioned LGBT, like, like it was just... Again, the, the thank you for that. That was um, just wonderful. Um, I'm, 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 that's the one thing about this, because this show is, is so much a commercial orgy. Uh, the whole way through, typically, and you know, we have something like this happen right before it, and to see a human moment in it actually makes me more excited about this industry as a whole. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it it it's it was it's nice to see. Yeah, and and yeah, that that may be um, to to get back on topic uh, before yeah. I upset any of the f- fucking people in the comments. Um, that may be why 
it ended with Days Gone because there was there there has been talk that conferences had changed some of their plans. Yeah, um, I've heard. I a bit guess of to, that. to to be a bit more um, sensitive to the the current climate, uh, which and which is fair enough. Yes, um, I, I don't disagree with that. I don't begrudge anybody who opted to to, to go who opts to go ahead. You know, and yeah, do what yeah, they would yeah. normally have do. I respect that, but I equally respect the decision to make a change out of a, a sensitivity. That's it. It's one of those things where there's no right way to do it. So yeah. just just do what you feel you can do. And back to Days Gone. Uh, it's another zombie game. Uh, yeah, looks like I... a particularly um, extravagant zombie game. It looks their take on the zombies was very scary, and very intimidating, but. I'm gonna have to see a bit more to see whether it's gonna really stand yeah, out. Yeah, I not, I'm, I'm not that. Ex- I'm more interested in Dead Rising than I am in in that, and that looked to me like a lot of uh, slightly faster paced Uncharted combat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that I'm not. I'll I'll pass probably, but uh, I'm sure it's. It, it looks like it has the potential to be competent and fun. It just doesn't fire me up on what I've seen so far. Yeah, I think that's fair enough to say. Uh, Quantic Dream. I'll tell you what I loved about this press conference. It was very games, 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 which meant David Cage didn't come out and subject us to more of his pretentious shite. He didn't come out and talk bollocks. Um, I, I mean, it was a, a, a well-paced presented... Like, where, whereas I was falling asleep halfway through the Ubisoft one, uh, the pacing of this was dead on. Just game, game, game little bit of talk when it was necessary, then back game, game, game. Uh, but Quantic Dream, they're doing the Detroit thing. Um, Detroit become human or whatever. Uh, the My takeaway from it is that the uh, the androids in the game are filled with Smurfberry juice. Or that ink that explodes in bags of money for bank robbers. Um, they're full of blue stuff. Uh, the trailer looked very Quantic Dream. I yeah, think when they were talking about all the dilemmas and everything, and then you've just got these two options of just, uh, what was it, reconcile or shoot. Something like that. Just just talk the guy down or shoot him. Those are your, 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 your dilemma, your choices, boiled down to two distinct button presses, uh, which is just it's a very Quantic Dream thing. I'm, I, I'm used to Quantic's shtick by now. Yep. That I'm... Yeah. I, I'm just I'm grateful that it there was no behind the scenes making of yeah. accompaniment or anything like that. Uh, it will hopefully be something that doesn't fill me with a sense of self-loathing for having participated in the exercise. <laughs> we can, we can, but dream. We can, but dream. Uh, we could quantic dream. Ooh, PlayStation VR. Let's talk about that. They, yeah. I was grateful that they didn't make the whole show about it. Because they very easily could have. They very easily could have. It's happened in the past. Microsoft, you know, once made an entire show about Kinect. Um, the PlayStation Move dominated a lot of a show one year. This, it was it was a very simple case of, here's this thing, 400 bucks. We got some games coming out for it. Have a look at a few of them. And I appreciated that. Especially when one of those games was Resident Evil 7. Uh, which looked potentially terrifying it uh yeah great it looked potentially fucking terrifying and you know when you think about resident evil 6 and now you've got resident evil 7 looking almost like pt 
mm-hmm. after you know we will never get PT. We'll never get fucking Alison Road now because that was cancelled. And and for Resident Evil to step up to the plate and be no, all like, who, we who got this. Seen that coming? Yeah. Who, who oh, so you you missed you missed survival horror. We've got this. Resident Evil has this lockdown. Really? You're not Call of Duty anymore? Nah. Nah. We're a horror game now. Always have been. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, like I said at the top of the recording, like I'm looking forward to. Um, not that I. I you know, don't enjoy your company, Conrad, but I am no, looking no, forward to I'm with you. shooting off and yeah. trying that and seeing if it's cracked up to be all that it's cracked up to be. I said the last part of the sentence before I said the first part. You sure did. I messed that up. Uh, but yeah, it looked, looked creepy. Uh, looked like some of the many council houses I lived in when I was a poor kid growing up, um, which took some of the bite out of it. But yeah, cool, cool. What else was VR? Well, so- Sony's VR game was just kind of strong. In general, I mean, yeah, yeah, it made me more interested in VR than you know anything the Rift's done. They well, they came out basically and said, you know, we have relationships with the best publishers that make games. Yeah, and yeah. we're going to get all of our friends together and get them to support this platform out the gate, and that's great. Yeah, they leverage their friends, and that now. Out. That's the Vita strategy, too. Yeah. And I want to see how buddy-buddy their friends are 18 months after the release of PlayStation That's my one thing. Like, I'm at the point where I'm now, okay, virtual reality. This is uh, well-priced. It's clearly, unlike Oculus or, or the Vive, this is a first time I can easily get into this. So I am willing to have a a very intrigued conversation with virtual reality right now. But PlayStation Vita, PlayStation Move, the other shit that Sony's done that they just gave up on. Um, Because Sony can be like a magpie and it will just drop what's in its beak when it sees something shiny and it will go do something else. This is a fundamental uh, problem with hardware peripherals in in video games. Uh, If it's not integral to the experience if you cannot have the entertainment without it then your user base is fractured and you might as well not have it a lot of the time yeah so what sony needs to do is normalize the idea of of playstation vr uh as a concept it's it's core to the playstation experience they they need to keep the pressure on uh, and they need to f- figure out some way of subsidizing it for a couple of years. Yeah, and, and that's they've a they've huge often proven challenge. Yeah, they've often proven unwilling to right. go to so bat for I, their own products. Like if that. anybody at this point, you know, between Sony and Oculus and HTC and all of these players that are entering the field, if there's anybody out there that is positioned well to sort of be the tide that raises up other boats and helps VR become mainstream. It's probably Sony. Yeah, and I would agree with them. They're showing how they might be able to do that by pairing big names uh, with with their VR platform. They'll need to provide uh, opportunities for equivalent experiences from other smaller sources to buoy that. But the potential's there. It's, it's theirs to lose, Um ultimately. Yeah. And I think that how Sony deals with this is going to have 
ramifications for everybody else that's trying to do VR right now. Yeah, and they 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 came up with some strong strong stuff out the gate. Resident Evil Seven, obviously, Batman Arkham VR. They didn't Which really have I... anything to show for it. Rocksteady, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. All right. It's All right. It, it on paper. It's right. a big win. That that and, and, it, the audience and Mark was cheering. Hamill. There was Mark. There Hamill was Mark there. Hamill. Yeah. I mean, if it's just if the whole experience is you put the VR on and it's Mark Hamill's Joker just berating you for an hour, I'll I'll I'll, I'll give you forty bucks for that. Take I'm all right money. with that. Uh, they had Farpoint as well. That was their uh, the shooter they had, uh, the mm-hmm. weird sci-fi looking thing. Looked all right. It that yeah. that looked very here's a VR thing. Um, and also uh, Final Fantasy XV. Um, I guess this isn't a, a, a Final Fantasy XV VR game, but it's like a maybe An another player can put it on, or but you can play as Prompto. Uh, that's just a, a Square Enix <laughs> name, as far as I'm concerned at the moment. Um, and you play as that, as Prompto when you put the VR helmet on. I don't. It wasn't clear to me. Maybe I wasn't paying attention exactly how that works, whether that's a standalone or whether you can just swap things in-game or not, but either way, we're in a world where Final Fantasy is selling a VR headset, so mm-hmm. that's interesting. Um, and I think that was it for the major... Oh, no, no, there was the, the X-Wing thing as well, the Star Wars yes. Battlefront X-Wing VR mission. Uh, yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But again, that's, and that's something, that's an experience you can sell hardware on. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. And it's one that is just in in a lot of ways better from the perspective of VR immersion because you're in a cockpit, you're not moving mm-hmm. anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh it that that's probably the killer app for uh PlayStation VR. Yeah, I mean if you're if you when when it's time to sell these things at the end of the year and you're doing TV commercials and you lead out the gate with you're in a fucking X-wing sunshine. That's strong. That is a strong thing. Uh, the other head headsets don't have that. Um, right. So yeah, that is like you say. They are prime prime in position to be the ones to, and especially with the way the PS4 as a system has been selling. Um, they are so well positioned to be the VR people. Um, not necessarily providing the highest quality VR experience, but the easiest to get into. And yep. with the biggest game names, so yeah, it, it's it's kind of exciting, and and I'm I don't normally give a single solitary shit about VR, but this one is affordable and easy within easy reach. So now I, I am, care. I am significantly uh, more confident in the prospects of VR as a platform that people will play video games on five years from now than I was two hours ago. Mm-hmm. That's strong. That's yeah. strong words. I'm not, not. I'm not sure. I'm as. Um, I had almost no expectation quite... whatsoever that that was a, a possibility. Yeah. I want to make that abundantly clear. Yeah. I would, if you'd asked me two out two hours oh, ago, yeah, you just if said, VR was going to yeah. be a thing we did in five years, I'd have said fuck no. Because <laughs> um, yeah, that's VR. Uh, they went straight from that into Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, which, to its testament, it took me about a minute to work out it was Call of Duty. Which is, that makes it the most interesting Call of Duty E3 demo I've ever seen. Because for a minute, it didn't look like COD. Uh, A lot of people on Twitter were expressing surprise. They were like, wait, that is Call of Duty. But that looks energetic. That looks Mm -hmm. different. 
Um, I'm sure when we actually play it, it will be very, very familiar because there's no way they're going to dare stray too far from the path. But that was the first Call of Duty E3 demonstration that I wasn't immediately bored to tears by in years. So well done them. Well played. Well yeah. played them. Um, I hope it's good. I mean, I would love another good Call of Duty. It's been years since I played one that I could truly stand up and say that was a good Call of Duty. Um, so I hope it's good. Um, Crash Bandicoot. Uh, the 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 new news they had was he's going to be in Skylanders, hooray, etc. Um, but they're doing the fully remastered trilogy of Crash, Crash Two, and uh, it warped. That's the third one, isn't it? Uh, that might be right. Yeah, I, I tried to play them when they you know first came out, and never. I don't know. I never got into it. It wasn't. I didn't. I didn't have a lot of fun with that series. Oh, that's a shame. I, I guess I, I'm sure that there is a lot of. Uh, People who have very fond memories of it. I adored the first one. I I absolutely adored the first one. Um, So I was was very excited to hear that. I'm going to play the shit out of that. Um, I don't think I ever played Warped. I'm fairly certain I played Summer Cortex Strikes Back. It was the first one that I um, just spent so long, like ridiculous amounts of time playing. Um, but yeah, I'm I remember all on there was one that. where he was climbing on the backs of people and riding them around a lot. That was a little more recent. That's the last, last memory of Crash Bandicoot I have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't remember what that was, but it wasn't particularly fun. I think what, what excites me most about it is the, um, potential future ramifications. Cause it was mentioned on stage that, a deal had been worked out between Sony and Activision, which makes me wonder if this is the start of, of something more. The the, the like remaster and the Skylander stuff is just... It's the groundwork for a, a, an all-new uh, Crash game, potentially made by Sony, and if so, potentially with Naughty Dog's help, considering... Th- Crash is Naughty Dog's baby. And of course, Crash mm-hmm. Bandicoot had a cameo in Uncharted 4, so, you know, could be. Mm-hmm. If, if they Turn ever. On the Speculatron 5. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't want to hazard a guess and, uh, uh, to try and predict it, but if the news comes that Naughty Dog's doing a Crash Bandicoot game, like, I. That would be one of the more exciting things that I've heard of, um, if only from a nostalgic standpoint. So that's that. Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens. You can play a demo of that now if you want. Um, looked fun, looked funny. It's, it's a Lego game. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. There's much that needs to be yeah, said about not it. not a lot to say about that. Um, Insomniac's making a Spider-Man game. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they'll do fine. I like Insomniac. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I like Insomniac. I like Spider-Man. The trailer was nice. I didn't believe it for a second, but it looks <laughs> nice. Well, I mean, people, you know, they're very cynical about Spider-Man games because a lot of them are shit. But when I look back, I think people maybe give it a bit of a harder time than as a, as a game franchise. Um, because I thought that the... Um, what was the one? Well, I thought The Amazing Spider-Man was okay. The first mm-hmm. one, Amazing Spider-Man Two, was was rubbish. But the first Amazing Spider-Man game, they actually did a good job with it. And then that other one that had Val Kilmer in it, the man who was the bat. Um, I forget what it was called. It wasn't Shattered Dimensions. That was the other one. This this one had like uh, the um, like the future Spider-Man and the 
other Spider-Man, like different Sp- uh, Spider-Man in it, a past and a future one. And it was actually a lot better than I think people gave it credit for. Um, so the first couple Neversoft Spider-Man games were phenomenal. I mean, well, those of a, course, yeah. There's a rich history of decent Spider-Man out there. I honestly so. think, yeah, it's its legacy is a lot better than people assume. So I am very willing to uh, not write this one off. I'd say unwilling is, to write it, it off. And this isn't, you know, Beam Dog, you know. No, it's it's Insomniac, so the confidence level could be could be a bit higher. Yeah, I, yeah I, it's got I, a chance. I have faith they can do it. And um, which leads us, I guess, to speaking of things to have faith on. What? Like, is that the segue? I, I guess. I guess. Wow. I'm not a segue guy myself, but um, <laughs> I'm just gonna come out and say it. Norman Reedus's ass. <laughs> we saw his computer lovely. bum quite lovely yes so this Hideo Kojima walks out said I'm back the word kickstarter was never said which was I... the big shock of the. that was the megaton oh no no we've got I... this it, we don't need you we've got it in the works uh, Hideo Kojima um is making a game with Norman Reedus after, of course, uh, Silent Hills fell apart and, and that was going to be a, a Reedus and, and Del Toro and Kojima joint. It, I couldn't help, you know, shouting fuck Konami along with everyone else. Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm going to make this uh, Jimquisition heard... fuck Konami news segment because why not? I saw a tweet. Somebody said that the orchestra was chanting fuck Konami. What? <laughs> I don't know if that's true. What in the dick? I would be so proud if that was... <laughs> I would be. So, I, I would have so much personal pride in that if that happened. But I, 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 it, it, I would love that to be true. I, I would love that to be true. Um, <laughs> but either way, either way, they he came. We're out. gonna assume it's true. And just oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's a huge feather in Sony's cap. They've got Kojima yes. Productions on their side, and and I think Kojima's getting what he wants too. I think mm-hmm. I you know, when he was stepping out on the stage my thought was you know i am ready for i was ready a long time ago for for kojima to not make metal gear yes anymore yes and it's not that i don't love metal gear or love kojima working on metal gear that's not it but i know he has other places he can go he wanted to leave it for years and the fans wouldn't let him and now he's free and it's not like the fans can blame him for this he was and i and, and and so when the with the footage uh, leading up to Norman Reed, Norman Reedus's gorgeous computerized arse. Norman Reed arse. Norman Reed arse. But the first, the first thing I see are handcuffs that are undone, mm. and I, I can't help but feel that symbolism right off the bat. Yeah, well, he's he's a bugger for it. He's a bugger for symbolism. Yeah, and um, and and apparently Norman's had a C-section. Apparently, I, I was wondering, is that his little baby? I, I hope I look that good after I have a kid. <laughs> That's all I've said. Um, so yeah, like it, the, the trailer didn't show us much. Um, they, um, Kojima said it was all rendered in engine. And unlike most people in the industry, when he says something's rendered in engine, I tend to believe him. I'm inclined to believe him. Yeah, yes. he's, he, I, I don't think he's ever bullshit with regards to that kind of stuff before so i'm inclined to believe that's what the game will look like um yeah norman reader standing up um some desolate 
world. You see dead whales and shit on a beach, and then just those mysterious figures in the sky. Didn't tell us much. It was, it was again, very Kojima. It was, I am excited by this, and I don't know why, because I'm not being told dick. Um, so it was just, it was a case of just really beautiful presentation. Um, and it's called Death Stranding, which, yep. again, it's a very Kojima name. And, yeah, I'm, I am so excited. I'm happy for him, you know? I'm happy that he does have those, those handcuffs off. And yep. he's clearly he's doing it. I, as someone who um, went through this uh, with with my own shit, you know, obviously on a smaller scale, but as someone who did leave the, the corporate uh, working space, um, it was one of the most energizing things I ever went through. So to see him on stage like grinning and just I'm back and all this stuff, like I'm like, you go you. Like I can understand that, that, it's it's beautiful. There's, there are a few things more beautiful to me than seeing a, a creative person take those shackles off and just mm-hmm. seeing what they and do. Just next. be liberated to do what they want to do. Yeah, yeah, I I absolutely agree. And it was written all over his face. He was so happy to be able to come out on a stage mm-hmm. and show something again. Um, and I'm I'm thrilled. I. I I can't wait to see what it actually is, and I'm sure we are years from playing it, but I, all the same, it, it's nice to know he's out there and, and, and uh, yeah. being the mad wizard he is. He's back. You yeah. know, he's back. And Sony did damn well. That was... Oh, absolutely. That was a, you could a put good... together every other performance in this, and it still wouldn't match... What with with Sony? Yeah, I think Sony's really. I mean, especially with Nintendo now, uh, not really doing anything. They've got their treehouse stuff now. Um, No real press conferences, and they've done directs. Sony for the past few years has has been the finale in terms of press conferences, with Nintendo as a kind of palate cleanser afterwards. Um, Almost like like just the laid back, chill sort of post show, um, which. It's it's cool, but it does mean that that Sony's always had a bit of a bit more responsibility than every other company doing a show, uh, because yeah. they're closing it for the public. You know, the rest of the week, E three is happening. You know, Tuesday, Wednesday, it Thursday, starts. it starts. <laughs> but as far as the public's concerned, that's E three done for us, and then we pick up little bits of news throughout the week. Um, so Sony's always and, and Sony has stepped up to the plate admirably, I think, in the past few years, uh, to make sure that they they close the public facing part of E three high, and yeah, they've risen to the occasion, yes. and 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 they've done it yeah. this year as well. And a lot I of think. people yeah. were like, you know, how Sony going to top the the whole Project Scorpio thing? And I think just by shutting their mouths and showing game after game after game, they were like, we we don't need to talk hardware. We've got all of this software to talk about, uh, and that's and that's a, a really good yeah. uh, way of putting which it. Which ultimately is more important because I f- oh yeah you know I care what about the games. hardware. If you can't, if there's nothing in it, what good is the open world game if there's nothing to do it? Where's my vibrator? Exactly, you have to listen to one of the old earlier videos we did <laughs> for that to make sense. Uh, that's how we make sure you listen to the content. Um, 
so yeah, I, I think they did damn well, and I think Microsoft did pretty good as well. I don't want to say, you know, no, I'm not going to yeah, do no, one of those who won E3 things. I'm not, I, a, I, I'm not, I'm not fanboying over Sony. They did a very good presentation, and some of the stuff in there I think is a little dubious, but I'm I'm holding out hope. Microsoft had a solid showing, yeah, and 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 Bethesda did as well. You know, it it didn't drop bombs the way that this did. Yeah. But, but, but it was it was it was they they yeah, did their work show. and it was yeah yeah there's been a lot of people saying it was a very boring show there there was a lot of dire stuff in in some stuff you know EA and Ubisoft weren't great and all that stuff and the PC gaming show happened I didn't bother I had it on <laughs> in the background and didn't really pay much attention I started to it. doing that then I realized like I've got enough time for a wank before Ubisoft sure. turn this yeah. off and then I just you know just watched Capri Anderson tripping with someone um so that was my afternoon but yeah that that was E3 as far as you know us watching live streams concerned tomorrow, uh, oh god like, is it yeah. uh, I might not I yeah. I postponed my doctor physical therapy stuff for today so this might be the last it, video we do yeah I, I don't know that it's necessary to to talk about square enix we've already seen we've already forgotten final <laughs> fantasy 15 existed and then remembered that it exists again and we're just gonna see another gameplay uh thing of that yeah i'll keep an eye on some it some hitman I'll, if i'm around I'll um, you know do the usual live tweet thing, but as yeah. as far as our E three impression stuff goes, this will be it from us. Um, I think that's us. Yeah, done. yeah. Uh, thank you all for listening. Um, people have been. I I wasn't sure whether people would give a shit about me doing this, but it mm -hmm. seems some people have. So thanks for watching slash listening because you know it's mostly audio. Um, and thank you Conrad for joining me for these. It's been my it's pleasure. It's been a good sir. laugh. And yeah, have fun. Yeah, we must do it again sometime. Maybe next year. Um, right. And otherwise, you can catch Conrad Zimmerman with myself at uh, the Spin do Spin Off Doctors. Not the Spin Doctors, but not those guys. Um, the Spin Off Doctors. We are two princes. Yes, we are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's at thegymquisition.com. You can also see us in a, an improv comedy podcast, Fist Shark Marketing at fistshark.com, um, which uh, is sometimes funny. We, we actually have... Uh, a joke. God willing, we have a funny episode. We got up. we got an episode with with like a joke in it next uh, like on Friday, <laughs> so that'll be good. Um, We're always excited when we find it. Oh yeah, one of those rare special <laughs> occasions. Uh, thank you all for listening, watching, and we will speak to you at some other point. Bye. Bye.